Pop Syndicate is looking for movie, TV, music reviewers, and columnists. If you can't stop talking about pop culture, email editor at popsyndicate.net with a sample of your writing. Popsyndicate.net, the internet's one spot for pop culture. of the evil Lord Blandish culture. Three men came from a distant land to defend them with their thumbs of fire. Separately, these warriors are known as Mark the Bus, Thomas the Tank, and Dirty Dirty Dustin. But when evil threatens, they raise their hands to the sky and summon the fire to become the thumbs of fury. Are you ready? It's thumb time. That'll get anyone's tail wagging. Episode 22, Thumbs of Fury. <laughs> My tail's wagging, as is. Although, it's a droopy tail. Why is that? Because True Detective is over. I mean, it had to come to an end at some point. That it? That it? Yeah, it did. We'll get into that, I guess, later on today. Yeah. yeah. Third segment. Uh, second segment. No, third segment. Third yeah, segment. Right. Third. Fifth? Fourth. Eighth? Third, twenty-fifth. Uh, yeah, so we'll be talking about True Detective in uh, first up, and then we're going to talk about uh, Walking Dead, and we've got Justified, and we've got uh, another episode of House of Cards to cover as well. We got a lot of stuff. We do. We do. Uh, anything else we need to talk about? Or not really? I don't think. Don't just what worry. we're covering today. <laughs> I think we've pretty much just talked about. It. Oh yeah, we're also going to be talking about uh, the very unfortunate three hundred Rise of an Empire. No, oh, yeah. And the movie's forgot about that. Coming out this Friday from Aaron Paul. That would be The Need for Speed. Well, he's in it. He's in it. I don't know it's if you technically from say it's from Aaron him. Paul. Well, he's in it. All right. <coughs> it's going to be it's talking about 300 Rise of an Empire from Lena Headey. Right, exactly. Doesn't and make sense. Uh, that other guy that's not Gerard uh, <laughs> yeah, Depardieu. Depardieu. Butler. Not, we'll yeah. call him not Gerard. Yeah, not Gerard. Fake that Gerard uh, Depardieu. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. Uh, so we're going to get into that right after the Gerard Depardieu would have been better, actually. Messages. Especially if he was doing a tasteful tub. Perfect. What's happening? You are listening to Thumbs of Fury. Does your thumb burn with opinions? Call and share them at 469665 Hey. Hi, I'm small business owner Adam Carolla. I'm standing in my studio. I built this studio. Actually, we all kind of built this studio because you guys supported me and my podcast, and we started a nice small business with a handful of friendly employees who aim to please. Unfortunately, they're guys called patent trolls. What do they do? Honestly, I still don't know. They buy up patents, and then they use them to get money out of businesses. And in this case, a podcast, a small podcast. Well, normally people settle up with these guys because it's so expensive to fight these guys in court. Well, guess what? We're gonna circle the wagons, band together, and come out throwing punches. Here's my plan. We all band together 
all the podcasts. Because remember, if I go down, well, then your favorite podcast is going down next, and we're going to all fall like dominoes. But if we all unify and stand and fight together, we can beat the trolls. But we can't do it alone. We need your support. Go to fundanything.com forward slash patent troll, and let's smash the trolls. That trailer is almost fifty percent different than the actual movie. <clears throat> called I was going to say, was that the the three hundred sequel trailer? <laughs> you would think so. It's almost it's what it sounded that like. Different, but it's pretty I mean, different. That's totally. That's actually things that happen in the movie. Well, but sure. It's, I'm saying, man, the totally that was the most over dramatic. <laughs> well, and that's that's it's my crazy. major complaint with this film. But uh, before we get into that, the movie comes from Scott Waugh. Yeah, Waugh. Not from uh, Aaron Paul. Not from Aaron Paul. No. <laughs> Had a budget of sixty-six million and ran, runs for one hundred and thirty minutes. Which God, I will say, it doesn't seem like it runs 130 minutes, but uh, it's definitely boring around too long at times. Absolutely, I, I does it does feel like a good solid two hours, perhaps a little bit less. But I guess that's that's a good thing. And one, it's one point in the favor of this film. But uh, it's a movie about a guy named Toby Marshall, and as far as I know, in Need for Speed movies or games in the past, they've never had like I don't think so. a character. This it's always is completely. Been, Separate from any of the games, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I think it's pretty much straight racing in all well, the games. I think the main thing, the games were always about, yeah, just straight up racing and evading cops, which they managed, they, they certainly Some put of this film. Depends on which ones, but yeah. Yeah. And this, this and they talked about it, we, we went to a, a special break room preview <laughs> mm-hmm. of this and uh, a couple weeks ago, and they talked about um, beforehand, um, really the only thing in connection with the game is kind of a lot of the cameras and the visuals and stuff that yeah. the games are used to having. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm pretty sure that's really, other than cars... And exotic cars, yeah. And camera sure. angles. And that's exactly what yeah. it took from the game. And yeah. Games. That's pretty much it. There's yeah. pretty much speed in there. Yeah, pretty much. They're, they're going fast. Thanks. Yeah. And they have cars. They it would wheels. be a really weird cars movie to have all of those cars and no speed. <laughs> yeah, they're all going like 30 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. So Aaron Paul plays a young guy named Toby Marshall, whose dad, I, I guess, has just died. And, you know, his dad owned a garage and was an amateur racer. And Toby's also an amateur racer. And he's always had a rivalry with this guy named Dino Brewster. 
who is this uh, former F1 driver and... Uh, Who I'm pretty sure is an Italian. Dino Brewster. I don't think so either. I think they grew up in the same town. <laughs> yeah. Still be Italian. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Give me an Italian-American. Maybe. I don't think but he was, though. Is Brewster okay. a big Italian I don't know. name? Just the name Dino. Anyways. Like Ponky? <laughs> right. Exactly. Was Ponky Italian? Yes, she was. Was she? She was a noted, noted Italian. <laughs> okay. So anyways, uh, this guy, the, the garage is failing since his dad died, and he's got to employ three or four other lackeys who are as part of his racing crew and the garage is failing well dino comes and says i'll give you i'll give you an opportunity to save the garage by helping to rebuild Shel- uh shelby what's his shelby's name? Sh- carol carol shelby's, carol shelby's last, last car last shelby last shelby yes and so uh if they do that and the car sells they'll get a cut of the profits but unfortunately there's a shelby also has a noted shirt around these parts that's a good point hot shelby on shelby action yeah um cut to I obviously I think I enjoyed this movie more than you guys because I didn't expect anything. I expected a cheaper, not as good Fast and Furious movie. I think that's what it was. Is exactly what it was. Yeah. The suckiest thing in the entire movie to me is there is not one scene, not one scene of them getting the car, unraveling it because when it pulls up on the freaking truck bed, you don't see it. It's under a cover. Yeah. And then the next moment. It's in a showroom, completely yeah, it's already finished. Built. So that, that's your one complaint with the movie is the fact they didn't no, no. show assembly. I mean, I'm saying my oh, okay. biggest complaint. Like, th- there's plenty of things wrong with it because it's not a it's not a terrific movie. It was okay, but it was exactly what I expected it to be. But that's the thing that I was like, there's not one scene of <laughs> this is what it looks like before, and yeah. let's build a little bit here it's, it's and true. like take a take a two minute you know showing scenes from <laughs> yeah. you know compilation, it's a musical montage stupid. of putting yes, a yes, car together, exactly a musical montage. <laughs> Set just take the music. The thumbs of Fury just take one of the musical montage musics, montage musics out of one of the Toy Story movies, and yes. then play or, it over it, or play some Danger Zone from Kenny something. Loggins. Oh my gosh! Anything from Randy Newman? Yeah, Short People. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, my major complaint with this film was I think the contrast that you hear from with the trailer, and they make it to be out like this operatic revenge. Fast driving car movie, and okay. then which is not it, at all. Just because there all. was that opera thing, and it doesn't mean that this makes but the movie no, out to I'm be saying operatic. That's they the do way, imply no, that. They do the imply trailers. that though. That is a straight ahead serious operatic revenge film, or it's some kind of big love story, or even that in the later which, trailers. Which and really, then, it's not. The movie is yeah, is not is not anything mm. like that. It's more like you said. It's more Fast and Furious. It's actually very lighthearted, which is not what I wanted out of this movie. I wanted something completely different from the you Fast and Furious. Super over dramatic. That would have been nice. Something like bullets, you know, where it's like the guy, the guy get. Well, he did have some death in there. Sure, there was death. I'm saying, but he gets out of jail. He shouldn't be so happy go lucky as he is a part in that middle part. Like the guy should be stony and ready to kick all kinds of butt. But yet you know, we get smiley Aaron Paul at times, and yeah. that really just didn't sit well with me. If you really want to stand apart from Fast and Furious, which it seems they would like to do, and you want to establish a new franchise, then you need to be totally different than they are. But with the the crew of lackeys and Imogene Poots as his right seat, it's just it plays so close to Fast and Furious. It just comes in as a something that is slightly better than Tokyo Drift or Too Fast. It wasn't and a romantic movie, but there was definitely a romance going between sure. them. Forced, that, very, how old is very that later chick? on. She looks like she's fifteen. Uh, I think she's five and a half, which looks really weird when it's pretty young. I don't know. She's got kinda, They look really. Uh, she's not five, but she just looks really young, especially yeah, next to him. He looks full. You know. 30 mid 30s yeah it was just interesting i mean yeah it was i appreciated the fact that they did practical stunts which fast furious doesn't do That was pretty cool they did they they as far as we know as far as they claim they were all practical effects as opposed to cg 
there was very, I mean, there didn't look to be any CG no, no, in there. No, it looked pretty, pretty dang. And not just practical effects; they also did so much more, I think, than most movies like this do. Of like we saw some previews of them going to driver training and learning how to stunt drive. Yeah. The actual actors that were in it, I'm sure they didn't do everything, but yeah. they did a lot of them. So that camera shots a, are a, a lot easier. A few previews of that, yeah, just cycled about twenty times. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that's what happens when you show up two hours early. Sure. Yeah, it's, I don't know, the whole uh, Imogene Poot's slight romance thing was so forged. It was so predictable. Oh, yeah. Very predictable, um, of course. And then, you know, the guys that were play- comprised his <laughs> racing crew were funny. But, I again, I don't think it was needed for this film if you really want to set it apart from Fast and Furious. And Michael Keaton's character was really wow. hot, too. I, what what could have been a really cool, like, from uh, Cabin in the Woods, like the old guys, mm-hmm. Jenkins and... Uh, Brad uh, Whitford. Bradley, yeah. Bradley, Bradley Whitford. You should know that West Wing super, Sorry, my bad. super fan. Um, what could have been a really cool thing like that, even with just one guy, just yeah. seemed weird. It, did, it, it, didn't, it didn't work right. Plus, he knew way too much for no particular yeah, reason. exactly. Let it get too much into the plot. He, uh, he was like uh, some sort of god in this film. Yeah, like, he was. Like a literal god. Like he knew everything. When he shouldn't have had that. You're right. Yeah, he shouldn't have that. Random knowledge. details. And he, he played it way too wacky, like... First of all, the guy, is the guy ever not online? Does he ever stop to yeah, you know, no. take no. anything? No. Yeah. No. He's, he's constantly always, broadcasting always his show. Yeah. Yeah, he's constantly broadcasting. And I guess he's just fueled by cocaine because that's the way he played it. He reminded me a lot, somewhat, of the pod racing announcers from Star Wars 1. Sure. Man. <laughs> Except was, speaking English. I thought he was less annoying, but, you know. Than them, yeah. Than, yeah. But uh, he could have played it a little more close to the vest. Yeah, I, I agree. It was, uh, it was a little insane. Yeah. Plus, um, there was some just insane, stupid crap in there, like when they're racing and Aaron Paul and his little buddy mm-hmm. have some kind of like moment oh, yeah. where they can just talk to each other, even oh, though they have no gosh. no radio they communication have, or that anything. That was the stupidest thing in yeah, the entire they, movie. They communicate through cars, even though they establish in other cars they have some sort of radio communications. They're ra- racing cars that are not theirs. Right. And they somehow have some sort of mental link. It's them versus was, Italy. That was the other thing that I really The didn't mental like. link being. Uh, the other guy like blocked the yeah. third racer out of the way, and yeah. Aaron they Paul did a shake said, and bake for him. Thanks, buddy. Like, and then from the other car, yeah. he goes, "No problem, pal." Yeah. Like, yeah. so stupid. What? That they was just, my other problem yeah. with this movie that was so dumb was that kid and his visions. I'm like, yeah. Do we need to introduce supernatural crap to this? It just this movie could have been weird. so much better. Yeah, but they they just play like. I don't know, a second fiddle to the Fast and Furious. And, and I would Steph- agree with that. Stefan says that he thought that fa- all the Fast and Furiouses were lower than this one. I'm like, there's no freaking Not at way. All. Especially not the last two. I agree that the Fast and Furious is over the top and glitzy two, and whatever. Two and three are worse than this one. Yes, they other are. Other than that, the rest of them are way superior yeah. to this movie. I mean, they're yeah. way over the top and poorly acted and all that. That's the whole point but of them, they, Exactly. But they're, they do everything so much better. Sure. Well, yeah. And I'm not, not to say that this one couldn't establish a franchise that's good but they've got to shift their tone Not and to they mention, been a lot more as much serious. as i love aaron paul the cast of characters in fast and furious always seems to get better like yeah. it's bigger get better Absolutely. gets better right it's like not quite as ridiculous <clears throat> even though i've never seen them the expendable as the expendables movie mm-hmm. but still ridiculous yeah so. yeah yeah and they they just weren't ridiculous in this enough to be enjoyable <laughs> and they were too wacky to also be enjoyable so absolutely i think if they're going to do practical stunts to harken back to the 70s and 80s car films then they need to play it like those seven eighties car films, like and and just play it more serious, like 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 I mentioned, Bullet and and White Lightning. Once uh, Burt Reynolds finds out that his brother is dead at the very beginning of the film, like he's totally serious for the most part. So it's you know I think there's a there's a good 
window for that in this day and time to not and to set yourself <clears throat> apart. Yeah. So, especially, well, yeah, especially with the Fast and Furious franchise still out there. Yes, exactly. Uh, I still think it was possible to do it like they did it. Just it needed to be done better. Like I don't have yeah, a problem. Would have had to do it a lot better. Much. Yeah, but you, you writing, really have to. Some of the things just needed to be a lot more. Clean, you have to be way out. Yeah, way outstanding. For it was that pretty to, terrible. Yeah. As far as dialogue goes, most of the movie it was pretty bad. I thought I thought Aaron Paul was good, and I thought everybody did their job okay. And the stunts were very impressive, like the practical stunts. I thought they were done really well. Um, and because of that, I give this. I get the only reason this movie gets two thumbs sideways is because of the stunt, the stunts, the practical stunts. So two thumbs sideways for me. And the cars too. There's some awesome well, cars. Yeah, and I was expecting them to have awesome cars, but mm. I'm gonna give it one thumb up and one thumb down. All right, just to counter you. It doesn't really counter anything. I'm not sure what that counters, I but. Know. Just so it's not the same as you. It's never going to end up in the uh, the new uh, Hall of Fame that will be erected pretty soon. It might. Uh, it won't. No, it won't. I liked it better than you guys, so I'll give it one thumb up, one thumb sideways. It was pretty much exactly what I expected from it, so... I mean, it was all right. It was what you thought it was. It's not not something I would recommend to go see, rush out and see in the movie theater as soon as it's released, but it's, a fun, it's a fun dude film that, if you got nothing else to do, watch it. Sure. Don't just hang out with your wieners out and watch it at home. Not with other dudes. I'm oh, just saying. Okay. <laughs> it's so weird. It begins. Speaking of wieners out. A promise. The lightest of breezes dances above the death cries of 300 men. of sacrifice a wind of freedom a wind of justice a wind of vengeance That, that is, the is a <laughs> really rough trailer to play for an audio show. It really is. Yeah, there was like 
10 seconds of talking at the beginning and then four and a half minutes of just music. And I appreciate them including effects. a lot of our drops in it, though. Yeah, it was really nice. <laughs> yes, well, they purchased the uh, <laughs> Thumbs of Fury uh, Jazzy Show Pack that they did. It did liven it up a little bit. Yeah, it did. It really made it a lot better. Maybe than the, the best part of this whole film. I'd say it's uh, better than the rest of the movie, that's well, for sure. Before we start that, did everybody sitting in here like the original film? I did. I yeah, it was good. Bit. Okay. Well, it was. It was. That's, uh, a, that's our starting point then. Yes. Did anybody really think, before we go into the specifics of the movie? Did anybody think this movie was any chance that it would be as good as? Uh, I no. The first. One. <clears throat> I didn't think it would be as good, but I didn't think it was going to be as bad as it was. Well, that's why I say don't get into that yet. I'm just saying. Well, I just what were your thoughts it. going into it? I expected it to not be as good. Yeah, me too. Period. Dustin expected it to be terrible because he didn't want to go. Exactly. So. True. And I had a good instinct on that. Well, I thought that at least with Zack Snyder on the screenplay, I thought that at least had a chance. Not that he's perfect. I really read that as... He's not perfect, but I really read that as he put an okay on it at the end of it or something like that. Like, I just felt like he probably didn't have that much to do with it. Maybe so. Okay. Entirely possible. I mean... I wonder how much he had to do, considering that you know Frank Miller wrote the original sequel book. That's a good point. And then I wonder how much he really had to do with it, like you said. I don't know. Um, did the original book have this storyline? Uh, yeah. yeah, it was based on really? it was based on Frank Miller's sequel called Xerxes. So, which is mm. all based on the real events. Yeah, Suppo- you know, with the Supposedly. land and the sea war and all that stuff. This one was directed not by Zack Snyder this time, but by a guy named <clears throat> No Murrow. I think he's an Israeli guy, and it was his first movie to direct. Seems like a I good think, one to give a first movie to. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And rather than have uh, Gerard Depardieu in this uh, role, we have a guy named Sullivan Staples playing General Themistocles. Well, you wouldn't have him be in this one anyway. Themistocles. It's a totally different battle. Considering he's dead. Well, spoiler alert. Uh, Okay. That's in the trailer. We're guaranteeing that anybody that's watching this or listening to this has seen the first one. I'm saying as a bearded lead, instead of Gerard Depardieu, we then have Sullivan Stapleton playing General Themistocles. He had a dead Gerard Depardieu in the beginning. True. Dread. Yes, very dead. Stealing a shot directly out of the the very end of the last film. Sure. They do that a couple times. That's not the first time. The last time they do that either. They still stole so much from the first one. And in this one, uh, Themistocles is the guy that on the other side, while the 300 of Sparta are fighting... Uh, doing their thing. Themistocles is on the other side. He's an, uh, an Athenian. and he's, he's trying to rally the rest of Greece. Right. He's trying to rally the Navy to defend the, the Persian Navy. Right. And he's... Led by Eva Green. Yeah. And we, you can tell the Athenians because they wear blue capes instead of red capes. Yeah. Exactly. That's and, the difference. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's primary colors noticeable. are your friend. Uh, and really, that's about it. I mean, they end up becoming their own sort of 300 in the movie because they're overwhelmed by a much superior force. But it's not 300. It's not more than 300, that. but that's they, the implication. They also are not like down to loincloths and helmets only. Sometimes they wear Pretty a little much. bit more. They also it have, just depends. Sometimes they, also have they leather do straps. have guys that wear more. They have leather straps crisscrossing yeah. their chest. Occasionally. Uh, the Arcadians making it. Like, the, the movie's just not as good. It's really not. It's. Uh, it's not even close to as good. If you're unimpressed with the name Themistocles, then yeah. you pretty much know the character already. He's such a milk toast. I don't know if it was supposed to be that way, like he really was that way in real life, according to some account, or if it's just the way that Sullivan Stapleton played him, because he's so milk toast. Yeah. Yeah, he kinda is. I'm not he saying you terrible. need to be you need to be but, Gerard Dupperdue Butler but and at yell least everything. We but. don't emphasize how not great he is yeah. by giving him five monologues. Yes, right. five, five supposedly inspiring speeches. Yes. None of which inspire anybody. That was really <laughs> and And if you didn't know <clears throat> when they established at the beginning that he killed the king, yeah. 
They replay that scene for you mm-hmm. later when they talk about it. Yeah, yeah. they bring Not it, only do they re- replay three or four scenes from the first movie, yeah. they actually replay a scene previously in the same movie. Exactly. Well, in the very beginning of the movie, just so people know, it's for like five minutes. It takes it's place like way too long. It takes place ten years prior to the current battle, and it's when Themistocles kills King Darius of Persia uh, with one lone arrow instead of killing Xerxes. And because of the Xerxes goes well, he mad, kills the king. Yeah, no, right. But he said he could kill his they son. They keep also. talking about they could have he could have killed hindsight, his son. Yeah. But uh, anyways, as a result, Xerxes goes crazy and ends up declaring himself uh, a god, a living god, in one of the dumbest scenes. Well, and becoming story, one. In this story, in this Eva story. Green is like the one that talks him into doing this yeah. thing. True. So, so it's, it's, kind of, like, it's kind of making her like. Kind of the puppet master here yeah, for true, everything. Right. And he goes from regular looking guy and then goes on the water and he goes comes underwater out as a golden god. Commits his soul to some unheard of blah 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 and then comes out screams I'm a golden uh, god. Comes yeah. out somehow ten feet taller, mm-hmm. like bald everywhere, and goes, it's just really weird. Goes under the vagina and out the ass. <laughs> exactly. exactly. That was the original double dead. Absolutely. Uh yeah, so it's a movie and it happened. Um it was like I said, it was filmed and released. It was filmed and released, and it is so much worse than I thought it could be. Probably should just go ahead and go away. It you, really was. You know, this movie runs. I was. It's just over 102 minutes. Three hours. That and movie two felt like it felt it was like it was easily like six two hours, hours ten. Uh, I think if you were to cut all the slow mo out of this film, it would probably be about 85 minutes. Yeah, there was so much, so much slow mo, so much insane Which, blood. You know, it does that. In the first movie, the blood didn't look the same in the first movie. It looked no, it, it was yeah. over the top, but it wasn't like and it wasn't constantly used. They, they yeah, do, yes, they do a lot of slow mo in the, in the first in the first three hundred, but not like this, dude. Yeah. It was so much worse, and the blood was so much worse because they sought to add a texture to it. Whereas in the first one, it was more of just a shadow. Yeah, and it wasn't like let's slow down just so we can see the fountain of blood right. rush out, and the blood looks so much worse than what's on The Walking Dead, and or then, maybe just as bad, maybe not so much worse, but. I don't think well. I don't think the blood is near Walking Dead's problem, but we'll get into that a little. No, later. it's yeah, not. But not I'm saying all. when you look at the CG blood on Walking Dead, it's no better than what's in this movie, or no worse. They're about the same, and this movie had a way bigger. I would budget. say the movie's worse, actually. Perhaps yes. The, the Walking Dead looks more practical. Yeah, I think so too. The slow, the constant <laughs> slow mos though are just for the dumbest, most irrelevant things are so stupid. And then so they stupid. have the whole um, standoff between <clears throat> what's her name? I can't even remember. Whatever Eva her name. Green. Yeah, whatever her name is in the movie. And uh, Artis- Artemisia, main Athenian guy. I'm not even going to commit these. Themistocles. I'm not even going to commit these names to memory because <laughs> I don't give a. Shit. <clears throat> Where they go to try to negotiate a truce, and then there's this whole predictable yeah. sex scene that goes down. That's very similar to what happens in Brick from so Pre-Show between yeah. these two guys. But that, <laughs> but that's ritual for us, though. Right? Yeah, but it's it's just it's so predictable and stupid. How do you think you got sick? Yeah, good point. Uh, yeah, it is. So it's it's like you could see it coming a mile away. It's like, oh, he's going to oh, yeah. go to a ship, and of see, course they're going to The boink. truth of the matter is, things can be predictable, and I still like them, but when it's just bad, it's just bad. Yeah. Like, and it, it's doubly bad. I mean, you guys hate lots of things, but like, <laughs> Thanks for the generic when I, uh, when it comes to like swords and stuff, man, swords and old movies, like movies from older times like this, it doesn't take much at all for me to be into it yet. I was not into this from the very beginning. Right, one of your favorite movies there's is Electra, like, and this doesn't even there's compare. There's like, shut up. True. That's there's not even that old at There's times. like three minutes at the very beginning of just What's-Her-Name talking over, which is yeah. amazing because in that intro you played a minute ago, mm-hmm. there that's dialogue that wasn't even used in the movie. Yeah. So, 
Well, and how long did they have her talking over other events happening? I know. Originally, and it's if they, if, if you're not familiar, if you didn't watch the first 300, this movie will let you know every five minutes about the other 300 that exist in the exact <laughs> same world that are go happening at the same time with the other. Oh, and Sparta, 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 despite Sparta, Sparta, fact, Sparta, right. Sparta, 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 Sparta. I was Sparta. about to say, despite the fact, Sparta? I don't think we saw. Well, we saw the Queen and some other random Spartans, but yeah. the Queen's the only the Queen and one eye guy from the first movie. Uh, Denoli or linoleum or whatever his Those name is. Those are the is. only about, talking Spartans in the movie, yeah, but you get the words clips of Gerard Butler. Yeah, yeah, that too. I love how linoleum just pop, pops up in the background with his one eye just reminding you that he's still around. He's like, hey guys, I was there. Yeah. I was there fighting the battle with Gerard Depardieu Butler. I don't have anything to say. but He probably doesn't have anything going on right now. Oh, he said a couple things. And really? the, other, the other thing I don't understand is they paid no attention, to, very little attention to continuity because uh, Lena Hetty. In the first movie, had a mole on her right cheek, and this movie oh, does really? not have a mole. Yes, well, and they're supposed to take place that. at the exact same time. <clears throat> Maybe yeah. she had it ripped off somewhere in the middle there. Somewhere while the, she kept shifting back and forth between it. Like a Marilyn Monroe mole? Um, wow. Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe, Monroe <laughs> mole? A Marilyn that's Monroe? That's kind of a... Uh, let's say that three times really fast. Say that one time really fast. Uh, yeah. That was... Uh, wow. Just, just a complete no, debacle good. of a movie. Not good. Not worth your dollar. Not worth... Even, not even worth a rental. Not even worth a rental. No. And uh, because it's of that, terrible. I got to say, I give this one two flaming thumbs down. <clears throat> I do too. It was awful. Waste of time. I give it two thumbs down. No, no flames. No flames. Still bad. <sighs> Dude, two thumbs down still terrible. Yeah, it is. Two flames. Two flames has got to be one of the worst of all time. And it's not quite. There's so many movies I've seen that are so terrible. I think it's too hard to. Yeah, I've seen a lot of horrible movies, but it only. I feel like it was a total waste of time. It only achieves those flames because it was trying so hard and being so, yes, trying so hard. I don't and give it a crap. Fails you don't have to justify I'm your just telling you, my rating my to me. So, yeah, justify it. Two thumbs down all the way around. This and may it, not be the greatest topic. Flames. Any gassy on those th- them those mm. uh, down thumbs? Just no make gas. It dry thumbs. Dry <laughs> dry thumbs. All right. Well, when we come back, we uh, finally going to talk about the True Detective season series finale. Just, Are you serious? Just, yeah. Season finale. Uh, plus House of Cards, Walking Dead, and Justified. That's what I love about these Thumbs of Fury guys. Man, I get older. They stay the same age. Ah ha 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 ha. Hey kids, it's me, F13 from Cinema Diabolica. We have a new show called Diabolical Decades. If you haven't been listening to it, this is the kind of gold that you've been missing. Ah, I see. I imagine Jimmy Stewart to have soft hands. But I would have been like, bitch, you gotta go. Oh, thank God. It's just the face of Satan. I thought it was a prowler. Check us out at popsyndicate.net slash cinemadiabolica. Cinema's been around for over 100 years. Its history is long and varied. Each film has a story to tell, and the 15-Minute Movie Podcast covers the history of cinema through the actors, writers, directors, producers, and themes. Each episode, you'll find out about the history of movies in just 15 minutes. Go to 15mmp.com or check it out on Stitcher, iTunes, or Miro.
drop's going to get really old really fast. Is it? I think most people probably love it. I'm not sure what you're talking about. You know what it sounded like uh, just pieces of audio from the show. I think that was pretty much that comes straight from the show, doesn't oh, it? Oh, from Walking Dead? Oh, yeah, yeah totally. So we're here to cover the, not the worst episode of Walking Dead this season. <clears throat> it actually might rank amongst the uh, the best of this half of the season. But Are you serious? This episode called Alone. A lot? Huh? Doesn't say a lot? No. It no, doesn't it doesn't. Say a lot. It doesn't. I will say, however, for this episode, which blends the Blondie Bear and Daryl stories with the Sasha Baron Cohen and Bob Barksdale stories, that it's actually something that the show should have been doing, that we've been yelling for, for the show to do, for the prior four, five episodes. Who is Sasha Baron Cohen? Sasha. The the girl that hooks up with Bob Barksdale? The chick that was with Bob Barksdale? Not hooks up with him, but they got Sasha Baron Cohen. Keep up with our names. That's Sasha Baron Cohen. I don't remember that at all. Well, right. you're going to now. Uh, so, not. anyways, this story combine, combines uh, combines the Daryl and Blondie Bear story, which they are. He's then teaching her Why? how to use the crossbow and drink, and I guess, and they find us. They find the the house. The, the the gang that attacked Rick in the previous couple episodes, yeah. two episodes before. They they find their house, get into their food, and then Blondie Bear ends up getting kidnapped, and Daryl ends up just sitting on a road crying and weeping himself to sleep. Before that, then that same gang shows up and says, whatever they say, the guy is they made a guy, to incorporate him, I guess. They incorporate in the game and say, mm-hmm. why get angry when you can get angry at other people or something like that? Yeah. I don't know. There's a, guy named, there's a guy named Joe. Why get killed, basically? Yeah. And if you could take your anger out on other people, whatever yeah, you said. essentially. I don't really care, but perfect. Uh, it's a perfect summary. And then on the other side, Sasha Baron Cohen, Bob Barksdale, and Maggie are all searching <clears> for Glenn. And uh, at some point, Maggie decides to go off on her own to search for Glenn and leave Sasha Baron and. Bob. Bob behind, yeah, and at the same time we also get some Bob a brief Bob backstory, which is completely useless yeah. in the intro. It meant nobody nothing. cared about that. It really served no purpose. Not really. It's like, hey, he was alone at point one point. We didn't need a flashback. He could have just said that. Could have said we I didn't have alone. to see yeah. when he first hooked up with them. You know what might have been more effective is perhaps Bob Barksdale when he was stranded the first or second time, or perhaps both times, showing back to back. Sure, when he was without his other groups, that would have been more effective than just him like staring at the zombie, going, Ugh, uh. you know, is that, that the main? part of this episode him being alone well that's what they keep emphasizing is the reason he's not going to leave did you not watch the episode no i didn't we know. already Gosh. talked about this when did you talk about it at work <clears throat> i thought you were gonna watch it before we started no i didn't ever say that i don't have yeah. enough time yeah. i barely have time to walk in the door and this guy's here 40 minutes early so well i would consider that on time sir this guy that's not on time as opposed to 45 minutes late oh my gosh nobody was 45 minutes late so yeah. you, you can't say that it's a good point. It's not true. It's not. It is true. What time are we supposed to start? Five five thirty. He walked in at like five fifty. Yep. Mm, I don't know about that. Okay, twenty minutes late. Okay, that okay. and forty five minutes are two different things. <laughs> when did you Can get here? Five. We agree on that. He uh, got here at six minutes after five. Wow, jeez. I was literally on the can, going, <clears throat> "Come on!" It's crazy. I barely got home. Mm. Not my fault. The traffic is light, dude. It's spring break. You should be ready for me at all times. Okay. What? <laughs> you should always be ready for me. For me to enter your house. Next time, I'm just going to be like, you're going to have to waste 25 minutes. Yeah, then I'll just come up and destroy your car. That's weird. Why would you come up here to destroy my car down in the parking garage? <laughs> well, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I'll just drive up the stairs first. <laughs> they'll destroy it while I'm in front of your door. Weird. Anyway. So I'm anyway. not sure this, this has to do with The Walking Dead, but... <laughs> anyways, really uh, it, Maggie and kill some zombies, go to Terminus, don't go to Terminus. That's uh, pretty much the story. Yeah, right? it's not... I mean, it's not very complicated, and... But... 
What the show does right, this episode does right, okay, is something so, we talked about, is that they're mm. actually managing to develop characters, but also <clears throat> provide some action. How does Maggie know about Terminus? Because they've seen the map. They, yeah, they the find the map. saw on the map. That's yeah. the part I missed. Okay. They find, yeah, they, they see the map, and uh, Sasha said, well, no, uh, sorry, Bob says that they should go to Terminus. Bob. Maggie still wants to go look for Glenn, but right. I think... Bob says that at, at some point she agrees that going to terminus is a good idea though. Yeah, and she ends up marking the backside of those terminus signs with blood that says Glenn I'm going to terminus or just random stuff around there. But she ends up leaving him randomly at one point and saying going to look for him himself and then Sasha Baron Cohen and Bob are left to themselves and then Bob tries to smooch on Sasha and she Well, he does. He does. It's not like she prevents yeah, her. He, he does and no. she is obviously in love with Ty- Cuddy Tyrese. Sure. And I so I wanted to say they were siblings or something. No, they're if they are, then they're more like the Yellow King and his sister in True Detective. Sure. So, no, oh, did they get it on in this episode? They don't get it on, what? but no. Uh, she, so Bob tries to or kisses Sasha, and she's obviously lukewarm to the idea, and it's obvious that she's in love with Ty, Tyrese Cuddy. She's basically getting from with everybody from the wire. Yeah, That's pretty much. Yes. <laughs> hey, can you blame her? I guess not. There you go. Uh, so and she's like, so Sasha doesn't want to go to Terminus, but right. Bob does. Bob wants to catch up with Maggie. Right. And while he's going ahead, she stops and says, I'm going to go live in this two story building randomly, whatever. And then she sees Maggie laying in the ground out mm-hmm. there and, uh, then, ha- then knocks a window out of the, out of the actual building and yeah. alerts all these zombies. So they're down there killing them. Yeah. Then the three of them hook up. And they get back together and, and then they're make going their back to terminus. terminus. Yeah, so it was really kind of a waste of time for the it whole really was. thing. It wasn't a great episode. It was <clears throat> still a waste of time, but at least it was some progression towards terminus. Which I think we have yeah. two episodes left in this half season now. Which we haven't seen uh, Rick and Carl in what yeah. three episodes? We haven't least? seen uh, hot uh, hot Carl, yeah. and we haven't seen Hello Carol, and we've only seen her for one episode. Yeah, with the uh, Psycho Girl, and uh, well, yeah. she's with Cuddy. Yeah, she's with Cuddy. So I'm guessing at some point it's obviously all, all going to terminate in Terminus. Right. But they've wasted so much time. It's probably going to be the end of this show. Yeah. Oh, in the very end, we see Glenn heading to Terminus. Yes, and we see Glenn that, that finds it. the Terminus map, and he's headed towards Terminus. Right. Which Is the Terminus maps <clears throat> lying around everywhere? They're on the, on the railroad track. On every railroad track, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Anybody you know, else think this is a giant trap? It's a trap! Yeah. I don't really. I don't know if it's a trap. I think it's probably not going to be the good thing that they think it is. Sure. But I don't know if it's a trap trap. I think it's just, uh, I don't know. It's probably something bigger than the governor. A trap trap. Governor like, I'm guessing, or something. I don't, I don't know. think it's a trap trap. I haven't read the comic book, so I can't really say. Mm, but pal. Not expecting much, and they've wasted so much time this season. I really don't. I'm having a hard time caring. Yep. How is not doing something a pal? Should he has better things to do. Doing something be a pal? He has better things to do than to read those comics. Yeah, but then the emphasis needs to be on pow, pow for you and all your time. Yeah, that's what I'm right. saying. Yeah, but you can't if you say pow by itself, it's emphasizing what you <clears throat> just say. He just it's said. a pow that he didn't read that and had better things oh, to do. God. So pow for having better things to no, do. No, it's it's terrible. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I've got better things to do, like you know, snap necks and cash checks, so. of course, and watch more Walking. Anything Day. else? Any other thoughts, Dustin, about the show? I mean, anything that's worth saying. <clears throat> not really. I mean, I think you pretty much covered it. There's not a whole lot to say about it. It's one of the better episodes of this half season, but this has been a crap half season overall. It's still very spare. It's been terrible. The two that you've seen. That's yeah. been more than two. That's yeah. the only one I haven't seen. Oh, you ended up watching the other one? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, if there's, there's been more than four episodes, if we're Have two there? away. Oh, okay. 
I don't even know. I, don't I think I think there's two more after this. I believe maybe Just three. Waiting for it to be over at this point. Yeah, there's two more left. I think I think I want to say it's two, maybe three. Okay. Yeah, but I not, think it's not three. Long. It's three more. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So ratings. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about ratings. I'm gonna say. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say a thumb down and a thumb sideways because it was it was okay, but it still wasn't good. Uh, I'm gonna give them two thumbs sideways because it was progression over the last few. Not saying much. Not a any good episode by any stretch. The uh, Blondie Bear Daryl part was the sideways because I thought yeah. that was a little more interesting. Mm-hmm. But then the whole let's all go to terminus and split up, then end let's up back together. To that's the down thumb because that was really totally a waste of time. Yeah, it's so. uh, no, not a gr- not a great episode by any stretch. This would in in other seasons this would have been. Very much a middle chapter, mediocre episode. Yep. And rather, this is the best that we've got so far. That's sad. See, it's the first five episodes of the second half are middle of the season episodes that yeah. are not really that good at all. Yeah. It's been in a downward spiral since they focused on the governor. It's been in a downward spiral ever since they stopped eating pudding. Justified? I thought we were doing House of Cards next. Oh, well... You started the music. Yeah, you did. Twice. And they're all out of order. Did you go to eat? It's already up, dude. Okay. Mics are live. We turned it off for a second. Hot mics. And I remember that this intro is like four minutes long. Let's start the segment over. So I actually think we're doing about. I think we're doing these shows out of order for going worst to best. It doesn't matter. uh, But I'm just saying, I'm establishing the precedent. I think we're doing them out of order, but that's my (laughs) fault. So why would you say justified or you'd say justified is worse than this? I would. Yes. Okay. Okay. We'll talk about that coming up. That's a tease for coming up content. Then like the few minutes. Don't change the channel, podcast listeners. So uh, this is chapter seventeen, and it is an episode about essentially that Frank and uh, Robin Wright are going to give their first interview as vice president and pre- vice president's wife, wherever you, lady vice president. The first vice president. Lady, the second lady, lady. vice president, second lady. Yeah. She the second lady. Is that the <laughs> no. title? I just made that up. Sure, I think I made that up. We need to make that the official title. It is it's pretty be. good. It should be instead of vice president. He should just be the first man, the I mean, second man. He play. He doesn't. Do you, vice- you get that? No, I'm good. Uh, okay. Doesn't Thank the vice president that. fly sure. on Air Force Two technically? So wasn't she the know. second, second lady? Yeah, I think so. Um, but uh, leading up to this interview, <clears throat> Frank is trying to convince another congressman who is a conservative but not a Tea Party party conservative. That Hi, he should back. They're short, still trying to solve the budget crisis. Not Bill O'Reilly. Not Bill O'Reilly. And he's trying to convince him that they should agree that this guy and his, the people that back him, the other voters, that they should back this increase of retirement. We should age. all accept Jesus and that. <laughs> it's a weird but thing for him to push. During the course of that, while they're trapped in Frank's old office, which is now the office of the current whip, which is obviously they just did that just to save on budgetary costs and not have to build a new office, which is stupid. Yeah. Um, a package sent to the White House that is containing white powder arrives, and it the staffer opens it, and white powder explodes all over her face. Yeah. So, first of all, I don't know if this is implausible or not. Um, given that the fact we've had white powder incidents in the past on the Hill, I'm kind of surprised that like the mailroom doesn't 
take the time to scan these packages now. Like, open no, them up and dude, look at them. it's over-dramatization for the sure. point of the show. I know, but uh, they try to be somewhat yes, based reality. I imagine that there's a little bit different procedure followed I would think than so. what they showed in the show. In well, I would hope so. This whole incident leaves Frank and this other senator uh, or congressman trapped in the office. And meanwhile, Robin Wright Penn has to go do this interview herself. Penn anymore, is she? Oh, sorry, Robin Wright, Claire. No. Second lady has to go do the interview yeah. herself with Ashley Banfield, who conveniently drops a nice Dallas reference in that uh, episode. Yeah. A very specific Dallas reference of Highland Park. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh, she used to work at a Dallas station here. It was five or four, one of the two. And uh, she's got a lot more. Five or four. Oh. Channel five or channel four, yeah, I think. Okay. Really? Um, and during the course of that interview, she but basically drops serious? the bomb that she was sexually assaulted at some point because Ashley Banfield's character tries to that's not where it starts is a little bit different than I'm, that i know oh. i'm getting i was getting at that actually banfield's character brings up that asks her the question about why didn't you have kids and eventually evolves to the point she she confess ends up confessing that she had an abortion before the confession she drills her down about not mm-hmm. having kids right. for a long like it's like which is okay she's bordering on just plain crappy but you know right what now. that it's and it's actually totally believable it seems like if a woman doesn't have kids in this country she is What's wrong with you? And that seems to be that seems to reflect that type of interview that is totally believable. And I actually applaud them on that. Okay, I don't recall ever seeing an interview like that. But I do it think women without kind of kids ridiculous. are kind of whipped targeted. by they're targeted. I'm not saying that general. they're not, but I still think that that was a little bit more bullying than I think it would really happen in real life. But whatever, like just points out maybe that, on a national interview. I don't know. Maybe I don't <clears> know to the second lady. Yeah. <laughs> Well, when she takes a break, then she comes back and decides to flip it and gain a little ground by then revealing that she was sexually assaulted by this general that Frank was pinning the stars on in an earlier episode. Well, again, you're skipping a little bit. Like The, whole purpose, uh, of the, brother, the whole purpose uh, of getting to that point was because she started to dwell on... There was a rumor out there that she was pregnant at one point. And the, right. Yeah. Did you have an abortion? And right. the thing she said over and over again is that she's not going to lie about it. Right. And then she, she says, yes, I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that becomes an issue. And so she comes very clean with, it's not the first time I have. Right. And, and then to gain a little ground, she then pins it on the sex general. Or the current general, sorry. Well, they take a break just after she said she had an abortion. And her new g- PR guy... <laughs> That guy is like, okay, we need to figure out how to play this. And she's like, well, I've actually had three. And he's like, we need to just stay with one. Yeah. And I just started yeah. laughing. It was pretty funny. But yes, then it turns to <laughs> she, uh, you know, the reason for the abortion was the sexual assault in the first. Yeah. That's that's the thing that they kind of heavily lean on. And that turns into. What star would you like she to very, sexually very assault? She's, she very quickly turns to. Uh, not only was she, but here's his name, and yeah. he was just given a you know an award by my husband. And then on the other side, back on the journalism side of things, Lucas continues to conspire with McPoyle from Always Sunny, and essentially it's revealed, ah, blah blah blah, server server, blah blah blah, put a USB drive in a server, blah blah blah. <laughs> right. And then it more bad technology, more bad technology, and then it ends up. I don't think anybody's surprised that McPoyle is actually an FBI informant. Sure, or working for the FBI in some degree. Although he doesn't seem to like it. He's not an actual FBI employee, but he is an informant. Well, yeah, it's that or he goes so, to jail, basically, yeah. is what it seems like. I don't think anybody's surprised by that term. No. But I will say, this episode, was, coming off of the last few episodes, this is exactly the type of episode in season one that I loved, and that they do so well. Well, they had a lot of good Frank moments with the other senator as well. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. true. You know, when they're stuck in that office. Mm-hmm. And just the back and forth and the manipulation with yeah. his wife with Alzheimer's and all that kind of stuff, that's... 
that's the Underwood that we liked yeah. from season one. It's the type that of, wasn't pushing people onto a train, but actually yeah. trying to manipulate them. I think this entire episode was a good example of what went right in season one. Yeah. And what we have not gotten so far in season mm-hmm. two. I mean, actually, it's gotten so bad, and we're only a few episodes in the season. I actually actually expected in this episode that it was going to be Frank that ended up somehow sending the white powder to the office just to delay the other senator. Like Honestly, some sort of mustache twirling moment. It would not... It would not surprise me in any way, shape, or form if we find out one day that that's what it was. Because he's on the verge of losing this thing. He knows yeah. he doesn't. He admits to the camera in one of his talking moments. He do, all he needs usually with this guy is time and money, and he has none of those right now. If that now. ends up being the case, that is such crap. That would yeah. be such a weak. It, I want to punch my I, TV at that point. I totally believe that's going to be exposed at some point. I hope not. I really, really okay. hope not. You can hope that. But if that, that I think that if that happens, that'll probably be. The end of my run with the show, because that's just so stupid. Okay, you've gone from this show is better than Justified to it's one no F you away from I'm done with the show. But the problem is, no, what I was saying is this, not the show, I said this episode was better than this this episode of Justified. I didn't say the entire show. Oh, okay. That's what I thought you were saying. No, no. I'm saying this episode, back to, compared with Justified, is better than Justified's episode. I see what you're saying. I... We were talking about earlier, we do a yeah. ranking of best show, but whatever. It doesn't matter. Sure. I yeah. misunderstood. Just because this episode so harkens back to season one. If it actually is revealed that Frank sent the white powder, I'm going to be so pissed off. The interview so was pretty off. cool overall. Like, I thought that was good. She was really great. The The storyline yeah. there was very convincing. That mm-hmm. was very good. Robin yeah. Wright's one of the best parts of the show, really. She is. I agree. She is. I agree. She's, you know, the master manipulator he's supposed to be without having to kill people. She's a lot more smooth right. than he is, yeah. <laughs> So, anyway, so how many thumbs? Two, I'm, two thumbs up for me. I give it two thumbs up as well because it's the best thing that's come so far this season. Yeah, I can't argue that. Two thumbs, two thumbs. Look at that. Yeah. P O W a consensus. No flaming, but at least two thumbs up. Way to go, House Cards. Next on the docket. Oh yeah, huh? That's me, isn't it? Some pissed off folks, son. I'm fighting for my soul. God, get at your boy. You try to go hard, fall back. I go hard on this lonely road. Trying to make it home. Doing it by my lonesome pissed off folks, son. I see them hard times to come. I can't help that I'm cool. That doesn't have anything to do with this episode <laughs> of Justified. <laughs> what am I referencing? Who knows? You, obviously. <clears throat> I think Mark, that, actually. That is my... Well, one of you guys. That is yeah. my <laughs> speaking for you yeah. voice, for sure. Anyway. So this episode is called Whistle Past the Graveyard, and we are one episode behind because we... There's just too much to cover. The way we, so. Well, that and the way we, we're supposed to record is we record on Monday nights, which is before Justified right. comes out. But so. you and Dustin got butt sick and couldn't record. So. Why does everything always have to be about still butts? Because you guys are yeah, both Dustin kind of is still but sick. I'm, I'm fighting through it. You guys are firing your butt cans other, each other. There are other methods of sickness, believe it or not. Yeah, but not with you two. You guys fire butt cans at each other. No, I was butt sick well. last week. We'll do, we'll do I've never been butt sick in my life. This week's episode of Justified next week, and so on, so on. But we'll, then we'll do the next week, we'll do the previous three weeks' episodes, and then we'll do a future episode. We'll do, we'll do a random that episode of a we'll do a prediction. Million Dollar Man or something. Right, exactly. You know, million Dollar Man. What's that? Six Million Dollar Man. <laughs> this week on the original Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> yeah. So this episode we'll find a show called Million Dollar Man and review it. <laughs> the long and short of it is it's revealed that Kendall is no surprise the daughter of Redheaded Crow and 
another guy, I think his name is Gary. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Blandy, Blandy Bear. Random guy who's in a lot of things as a guest actor. Yeah. I think he was named, I think his name is Crappy Gary. Dad. But I don't think anybody's surprised that Kendall was actually Redheaded Crow's son. No. no. That's the long short of it. Uh, his dad, this Gary mm-hmm. guy, who's the actor from these, all these other kind shows. Kind of douchebag. A douchebag. Ends up not kidnapping him, but taking him with him. He wanted uh, to go with him, right? He did. He wanted to go with him on his way out of town, but without the acknowledgement of the mother. Yeah, and then Redheaded reports him to Raylan, to Raylan. as missing, and so Raylan, on, despite being on vacation, decides to go after him because she promises him that she'll give him tips on what's going on with Phoebe Crow and Danny Crow and uh, all the other crows. That's it in a nutshell. Not a lot going on this episode, and the reason I say this episode is not as good as House of Cards is because yes. that's it on that front. There's there's some other stuff that happens with the. Uh, uh, Boyd side of things. True. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> then lay down. And Ava. Okay. Actually gets the uh, yeah, that too. gets the heroin going and yeah, she, gets the, she gets the hook up. So that starts the 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 uh, you know the heroin, heroin. The heroin sure. will eventually start coming in. It doesn't sure. actually show that well, no, in this but... episode, but she has the hook up now. Also, we left the last episode with them, uh, you know, murdering people on the wrong side of the Mexican border, which they said they wouldn't do. And right. So. It starts out with, are they going to, you know, are they in their relationship and possibly kill them or not? They don't. They decide to keep it. They say they'll take care of all the dead bodies. As in, as they're trying to get out of the country with the dead bodies, the cops pull them over, realize exactly, despite the fact that they say they're ministers with Bibles in the box truck, right? realize that they've got drugs in there, and essentially take their money and then take the truck off their hands, right. Right. not realizing that there's also a bunch of dead bodies in there. Sure. So. And, and Boyd has actually flipped the bodies or the drugs to another car that they were had, they had bought yeah. and they were, and they all end up having to pile in that little clown car with right. the drugs in the back, but they had the, the dead they had bodies gone. thinking that they might get hit up by the federales. So yeah, there was that part. And that was the good part of the show. It's pretty I awesome. just feel like, I feel like the show in so many ways. Oh, and Amy smart and him broke up. Yeah. There was that oddly like, yeah, that's weird. Just for no real reason. I don't really yeah. understand why. Her contract ran out, I guess, and they had to get rid Maybe of her. So. <laughs> and then they just threw in a two-minute breakup scene at yeah. the end of the show. Yeah, like, get out of here. That. I mean, don't get me wrong. Some significant stuff happened in this episode. It just feels like a lot of ways the show is just treading water right now. There's not a lot. I didn't think it was that bad. I don't feel like the boys in is doing that. But it, just, it still feels like we spent too much time on that part. And, like, the Ava story, I don't really care. Like, I feel I like don't really care too much all, about that either. I don't either, but it's a setup for something. It's uh, something else. Hopefully, is coming. it just feels like it just feels like this episode coming out with the last few. It just feels like not rehashing, but it feels like they're just running on the treadmill a bit and don't know exactly where they're going to go. I hope I'm wrong that that I'm totally proven wrong in the next few episodes, but it just feels like they don't know really know what they're supposed to do with Raylan right now. I kind of felt like the crows would be more of like a a counter to Boy than like working with him. Yeah. They're first introduced. Antagonists. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> right away, they're like, well, we didn't expect you to say no. And then like, oh, okay, we'll join you. And then, yeah. I, I don't know. I just keep waiting for them to flip on him or that's, something. And that's coming, and that, too, that is dude. Coming, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it they is, shot but... the guys with no provocation in the sure. second to last episode. There, There's obviously something going on. Well, and, and he keeps trying to, what's the lead crow's name? Phoebe Crow. Phoebe, which yeah. seems weird. That's why I can never remember. It seems like a chick's name. Uh, <laughs> it's because it is. <laughs> Oh, his name's not Phoebe no, in the no. show? He is dated it? Phoebe on Friends. He dated Phoebe on Friends, Michael Rappaport, so we call him Phoebe No Crow. wonder I'm so confused. So, I don't know what his name is on there. Yeah. 
non Dewey Crow. He's like keeps talking to Boyd. You know, keeps tr- batting at it. You know, you know, I just, I just want to be more than friends. You know, yeah. we need to be partners and we need to trust well, each other. And it's obviously that's coming because yeah, uh, Boyd's lackey who knows Spanish overcaught some of the uh, Mexican guys talking about how this was all a setup contacts, from Phoebe Crow. Yeah. So it's obvious, right. and Boyd's onto it and knows that Phoebe Crow betrayed him. So sure. it's obvious that part's going to come down. It just feels like the past, this episode in the past few, it just feels like they don't know really, not so much on Boyd, but they don't know what to do with Raylan at this point. Yeah. Because it feels like Raylan is getting lost in the show and that Boyd has become the bigger star. And for a while, I thought, okay, for an episode here or there, that's fine. Yeah. But it feels like they just don't know what to do with Raylan. And they've only got one episode or one season past this to really wrap up this whole story. So it's like, I feel like, we, much like Walking Dead, we need a little more. I feel like if they get right into it next season, you'll be perfectly fine with it. I'm and sure it will. I'm sure. And, and next couple episodes, even. Yeah. I don't. I don't think this show is anywhere near close to losing you. As no, it's not. Thing. It's not close to losing me. It just feels because they haven't pulled a lot of the stupid crap that like House the last of Cards two episodes. Pulled. I haven't been really excited about the use of Raylan in the episode. You're yeah. right about that. But but I but it feels like the show has also been. I also trust the show after. This is the fifth episode, fifth season. Yeah, this fifth is the fifth season. season. They've been pretty good. They, yeah, they've been the good. Time, just, so. Of course, no no season is as good as season two, and it feels like Raylan has been on a slide character-wise since that season. Not that the previous seasons haven't been good, because they have, but it feels like he's been on somewhat of a slide since that I season. I don't think that's true at all, but okay. But I still enjoyed them. I still think it's a great series, but it just the few past few episodes, it feels like I think like this is the only season where Raylan's really been underused, personally. And I, I don't, don't think his character's been on the slide yeah. in season three or four and coming no. up, even this season. I feel like the last couple episodes Last year been with great. the whole mob thing and everything, it was yeah, no. a big time great. use of his character. The murder on the runway, I mean, yeah. all of that stuff. That and I'm sure they'll come back to him again this season. It just feels like they haven't, he hasn't been as great okay, since that season. that's fine, but what you said a minute ago was you feel like his character's been on the slide since a season bit, two. Yeah. I don't think that's... I don't agree with I that I don't agree with all. that either, but I do agree with you this year. Yeah. Well, I hope that this is intentional and they really do know what they're doing and that they got something big in store for Raylan because I'm ready for that character to come back with all that swagger and badassery that we're accustomed to with this, you know, with this character. Sure. Cool. Yeah. Sounds good. Why? <laughs> all right. So I'll give it a, I'll still give it a thumb up and I guess one Three quarters of the way up. I will go the exact same. <clears throat> uh, I'm going to go one up, one sideways on this one. Okay. So. So. Next. So. The Seriously, you're standing by that? Something went real wrong with him. I'm not, I'm just not, I don't know. Do you, uh, every time I hear this song, I think of, do you remember that Scrubs song? That, do you remember uh, Shooter Games? Turk and JD sang together, A Surgeon and a Doc Above It All. A Day I Love? No, not that one. That song's very, sounds very much like that song. Anyway. No, nope, I don't remember that. So, what are we talking about here? I mean, don't let it play all the way through. I thought you did. Okay, never mind. We haven't been playing that song I'm now in a while. Actually. Talking to myself. Oh, that's right. We've been playing the <clears throat> intro. Mark was too the, cool to get the promo. 
Unfortunately, cool. HBO Co. would not come up, much like uh, it did on Sunday night when, no, for when lots very, of very few people could actually watch the episode. They didn't have well, cable. I was super ticked at HBO Go. <laughs> I think night. you were d- definitely not alone in that boat. So many funny lines coming through Twitter that night. If you just search HBO Go, absolutely sure. <laughs> this is what we get for all using one guy's username, password, you know that type of thing. Yeah, it's kind of amazing how often that specific joke was used with yeah. maybe not the exact same words, but everybody <laughs> making the same one. Yeah, it was. There was a lot of good jokes coming out of it. It was. It was. It was fun. Some ways fun to watch. Also very frustrating. At the time. <laughs> Luckily, Dustin and I were, I were we were able to retire to my house to watch it because I actually have cable. Yeah, you guys retired. We did retired. Yes, permanently. Vested we're never going yeah, to go to work again. <laughs> just because of that. Um, <laughs> so this episode was... It was called Form and Void. And we're just going to watch reruns of True Detective for the rest of our lives. Exactly. Of this season of exactly. True Detective. Exactly. Just this one season. Uh, directed by Kerry Fukunaga and written by Nick Pizzolatto. Again. That's going to be every week. Every one That will them. be for this, yeah, this season, but not next season. Um, Nick didn't write the next season? Well, he's outlining it, but he will not be writing every episode again. Mm. He said that uh, the one director, one writer thing will not happen again. Well, lucky here. Imagine it was pretty he does, stressful. Well, he doesn't imagine that it will because of the production schedule. I think mm. it was a little too, perhaps, stressful on him. So That'll get anyone's tail. But I him. anticipate that it will still be good. But yeah. uh, at any rate, this episode's called Bold Form and Void. from Mark Hudson. I know. And uh, I predict this good show will be good next year. <laughs> Bold predictions. <laughs> Boom, in your face. That's why you listen to Thumbs of Fury. Absolutely. I mean, if any show has the ability to tank from one season to another, it would be one that completely changes the cast and stuff. True. Obviously. But, yes. See American Horror Story. True. Or yeah. some years can be good and some years can be terrible. Yeah. So this episode picks up mm-hmm. after we discovered that Lawnmower Man is the supposed Yellow King. And in fact, well, we still don't know in this episode if he's really the Yellow King per se, although... It's pretty implied that he probably is. It's pretty is. much implied that he is he is the Yellow King that they've been talking about. He is definitely a spaghetti face man, and he's definitely the one that's been raping and killing all these people. <laughs> he's definitely the one in Carcosa. He's definitely the one in Carcosa, which... Carcosa. Yeah, and including his raping his own dad, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Which was uh, interesting. The fact that... That's uh, one way to say it. It's, it's a thing yeah. that happened. That's not really interesting it's, at all to me. That's pretty horrifying. Doesn't make it any less interesting. Doesn't maybe mean to you. doesn't mean you find maybe, it. Maybe to you, turns sir. you on. Whoa! Only Whoa. for you. You're gonna add it to your. Okay. India it's book. A, yeah. It's let's just end it. It's a yeah. So um, it's a yeah. This episode is is pretty straight straightforward. There's not. I mean, not that there's not layers, but it's not. It's filled with mysticism and nihilism no. that we see in many other yeah. episodes. It's it's a straight ahead. Let's go get this guy. Once Marty realizes the connection. Between like green this, ears this and green it, paint, and then yeah. that's it. They go after their guy, and they, they end up getting their guy. It's really, really straightforward, it's, Once they show up at the house, and McConaughey is like, Well, looky here. And they figure out that that's where they are. <laughs> yeah. They, it's, it ends up being a guy named Errol Childress, who was related to the uh, Tuttles. He was a wayward grandchild. Uh, they don't really get much into how he got the Scarface, but we get to see Errol Childress, who is Remus from Boardwalk Empire, by the way. I know you don't watch Boardwalk Empire, Thomas, but you remember Remus, the oh, guy yeah. that we always talk in third person? Oh, okay. That's Remus, yeah. Who is uh, handling up on his half-sister, <laughs> at least. It was at least a half-sister, as they say. Yeah. And ask him to make flowers on her face, whatever that means. I don't know. Let's not say explore it's it too much. <laughs> but uh, you get a nice diddling scene there. and uh, I'm about nice, but you do get a diddling you get, scene. You get some diddling, and uh, yeah. Uh, you get a, a rundown... 
like hoarder's paradise of a home. Yeah, pretty much old Civil War fort that they that becomes Carcosa that's full of uh, devil traps. Yeah, all kinds of crap in there. And uh, it, but it's pretty much just a straight ahead. We found our guy. Let's go get him. Although you know some surprising stuff happens. Like I was honestly surprised that both of the characters survived. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm kind of glad they did. I am too. Because it certainly leaves the door open for future stories. Could have gone either way for me. Yeah. But expect- even if they don't, I mean, I still liked it that way. I expected them both to die. I think I, I like it more now that I've sat on it for a couple of days than I did yeah. initially. I was hoping for more. I liked it at the time. I liked it. I didn't I did not like it. I just wanted uh, a little more at the time. I liked I, it. I still feel like it could have been more. Like, there should have been more to it. My concern there for a minute, it. though was when McConaughey went in there and he saw like the big swirling thing at the top. Yes. It was like the vision. Please don't make this be some kind of supernatural crap. Yes. But it was and just another one of his visions. that's one of my biggest... I felt like that was too much. Yeah. Like, it took me it took me a minute to realize that he had a vision earlier in the show. Right. But it was birds, not like a big screen TV projected on the wall in yeah. HD, which I thought was a little bit out there to address... In the last 15 minutes of a show, like, yes, yeah. we've addressed that he's had visions, but this isn't a vision. This is like an H, like a really, like an HD movie on the wall. Like, it's a little bit too vivid. And plus, I was like, what do they got in this place? Because I didn't realize it was vision sure. at first. But still, it, when, once I did, like, they did introduce the one vision and they said something about it in the, within the episode. Like, he asked him, are you still having those visions? But I mean, that's, right. that's a little bit insane. It was a little bit too much. Like the black hole or whatever was going on there, it was a little bit. Too I'm just much. glad it wasn't. It wasn't something sure. else. Everything else was supernatural. And yeah. yeah, yeah. No. Well, you're... Nick Pizzolatto said that he that was not going to be the case. That it was okay. not going to be. Supernatural. Well, I try to avoid most of that. Those, yeah. Not all of us read all those things. We want to be surprised by the outcome. <clears throat> pow to you. Okay, sure. If that's a pow. Just a headline. I saw that he said it was <clears throat> not okay. going to be supernatural. I honestly, I also didn't really feel like that and it could have been just the way they did the cameras and stuff i didn't feel like that guy was as huge the bad guy until he had mcconaughey up by the gut and i was like yeah. good god that dude's a lot bigger yeah. mcconaughey was a pretty good uh, head butter there as well yeah <laughs> definitely, I definitely need to learn that skill it was good i did feel like he got me pretty good marty <laughs> there at the end i do overall feel like it was a lot. It was probably the most straightforward episode in the entire show. Mm-hmm. It definitely was one of them. And I wanted it to be. I can't even explain exactly what I wanted it to be. I wanted it to be more. I guess my initial disappointment was I wanted a little more acknowledgement of the overall grand conspiracy. Like yes, and well, they did the acknowledge thing. it. This but, is a show yeah. built on mirrored twists. Like yeah. things are happening here, and then things are happening over here that very much mirror mm-hmm. each other. Sure. And there's nothing within the context of this last episode. That creates that experience at all. You bring in, oh crap! Now I can't remember. There was a random scene in this episode that had nothing to do with anything else that I can't remember what it was now. So never mind. Well, at least they, at least they made mention that you know they didn't get everybody and all that kind of stuff. That yeah. they, this was the one guy for That's their good. particular oh, thing. Here's the other thing. <clears throat> the the ending concept here, and I talked about with this with the endless Pat. He kind of put voice to it better than I did. The the uh, the ending concept here is. This is the guy that you're supposed to believe is not only charismatic to get other people to follow him, but like super brainy and smart in the way that he's been able to hide this. Sure. And there's not See, that character I, doesn't embody any of that. I don't think that at all. I don't think that's the case. I think he is. And it has to be because no, people are going to bat for him constantly. I think it's. I think it's more of just a people. It's it's the Bayou in general are covering have been covering this family for so long. 
I don't know if he's the last scion of this family, but he's, I think he's actually, again, we're hypothesizing here, but I think he's a lower tier in the grand machine that was the Tuttle Childress family, and he's just, he's riding the coattails of everybody else, of all his, pre, the previous generations. And they showed him to be <clears throat> slightly multidimensional anyway, because he yeah. throw in that random British accent and all this other stuff. It's sure. just kind of... It's kind of weird, but but I I, I mean I think and he had ample opportunity, obviously, to pick off kids or whatever, yeah. but doing all those contracts. I think that Reverend Tuttle and all the others were the ones that got people to follow them. He's sure. just the inbred, you know, wayward child that managed to somewhat ride the disgusting coattails of his family. And then he is, I think, the overall theme that I've sat on the couple, past couple of days is that the whole point of the show was not to get to we're unraveling this giant conspiracy, or at least in in wrapping it up in that episode. It's that. Kind of the, what they said at the end of the episode is the stars are the the brief pinpoints of light in the overall darkness, and that's Marty, that's Rust and, and Marty. Sure, they're the stars, and they're not there to bring down the entire darkness. They're to bring just a little bit of light to the subject. Sure, and I, and, I don't disagree with that. And I'm a little more content with it on that front when when I think of it that way. But I'm not saying I don't want some something else in the grander conspiracy to happen because I do. That'd be much more satisfying. Well, but they they did a fine job of explaining that away. Like they didn't get everybody, but I still feel I get the I walked away with the impression that this is the guy, and that everybody's been covering up. And I just don't feel like he is a character that I can understand why anybody would want to do that, other than just their pure involvement in it in the beginning or to begin with. Yeah, it's hard to say too, since what the one of the Tuttle guys was dead, right? At this point, well, Reverend Tuttle ended up. <clears throat> Killing himself because he thought did he, he was going to be black. Himself? Well, or, or he was I don't killed. Remember, because yeah. I know Woody Harrelson asked him, "Did you kill him?" Yeah, I thought he killed himself because he was saying not he, long after the pics were like he stole right. the stuff. He might not. Have, I mean, <clears throat> Spaghetti Face Man might have been at this Carcosa place with all these other Tuttles. Yeah, originally, and he just kept it going when they when they were dead. Yeah, that I mean, or, who knows? I don't know that he'd necessarily establish it. Or all by like himself. I said, he could have been a minor. Efficient in this whole grand conspiracy, like sure. yeah, he had this place and he had this Carcosa, but it's all these other Tuttles like Reverend Tuttle who were obviously much higher in the food chain or pretty sure. the entire family and other people in the area. So I don't think I still don't think he was the the one that was orchestrating all these events. I think it was somebody. It was the grandfather, the 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 one that liked to only have sex with virgins and then he was done with them. That guy, right? And then the Senator Tuttle and Reverend Tuttle. So I think I don't. I never got the impression that once we figured out who he was, that he was lawnmower. Just man. one of the one le- one of the ones. Left. I think it's one of the few left that we know of. Yeah. But uh, I was much more content with that once I thought about it that way. But, anyways, I don't know. I kind of got that impression the day of. Felt like it was kind of a, hmm. like you say, the pinpoint of light story. Yeah. And they did shed enough light on the other stuff that it wasn't just left out there. So what do you think about the end with? <clears throat> That's him powing you, by the way. No, I'm just saying. I, I got I, it the day of. That's why. That's how oh. I felt immediately after it. I just. I. That's why I was really happy about it. So, what do you think about Rustin end up ending up some sort of? I don't know if optimistic is the right word, but no longer a nihilist. He's some sort of optimistic type person now. Is it where he used to be a completely you know nihil, a complete nihilist? Yeah, he was. Where, how do you feel about that character change? I don't necessarily he, have a problem with he's it. Somewhat hopeful now. A lot of crying. Yeah, I don't necessarily have a problem with it. I think it was fine, but wasn't <clears throat> I kind of liked him being negative. I did too. That's but you know, we're not going to see him anymore anyway. So I, I, I think it was an okay wrap up to it. You I know, mean, I mean, he'd been beaten down obviously for years. Yeah, with the loss of the family and the kid and everything else. And that's and, something else I would have liked a little more explanation on. I know it's a it's a show that is full of 
much like Lost, a lot of a lot of questions and not a lot of answers. But uh, I would have liked certainly liked a little more on that. Sure, sure. I don't so. know. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I give it two thumbs up easily. I just I kind those. of expected just something more out of it. Well, I give it. I give it two thumbs up. What do you give it, Tom? Well, that's just <laughs> sweet. That. Did you? Yeah. I didn't. I'm trying just, not to listen. To you. Just then. Try not to listen. To you. <laughs> he so said Tom, it right before you, Thomas. What do you give it? <laughs> Two thumbs up. Thomas, what do you give it? That'll get anyone's tail wagging. Dustin, what do you give it? I'll give him two thumbs up also. All right. This is a really, really, really great, mm-hmm. we'll just call it show. Even if they do another season, it's not the same thing. Right. It's just not going to be. So it's a really good eight episode miniseries is what it was, essentially. Apparently the, yeah, I really want to go back to watch right. But uh, apparently the next season supposedly going to star two ladies. And supposedly it's going to deal with the occult that is behind the U.S. transportation system. So... Interesting. Uh, at the same time, uh, we have some other stuff going on <laughs> as well. All right. Well, and those that thing is we're out of here. You can call yeah, us. Yeah, I was gonna say not much else going on here. Four six nine six six five nine eight two seven. What is happening? I don't know. For the love of God, let's try this again. <laughs> call us at four six nine six six five nine eight two seven. Email us at breakroomshow at gmail. God. New Jersey Todd all of a sudden? Email us at breakroomshow at gmail.com. Correct. Hey. hey Next. Hey. Twitter.com slash the breakroom. Facebook.com slash breakroom show. Find us at uh, thumbsoffury.com. All the links to listen and subscribe to the show are there. Uh, Don't follow the Thumbs of Fury Twitter account. It doesn't exist. Well, it exists, but it's not us. Right. Um, I don't know. Next week, we're going to be covering Muppets. Is that next week? Oh. I don't know. Sure. We're, we're going to be covering, covering last night's episode of Justified for sure. That. House Chapter of Cards. 18, another House, House of Cards. Of cards. And uh, maybe a Walking Dead. Oh, uh, Veronica Mars is <clears> next <throat> week. And uh, oh, we're going to introduce our new segment, the Double Flame Hall of Fame. That's what we're doing. Yes. We? Cool. Yes. Double yes. Flame Hall of Fame okay. next week. We're going to say what but it are starts you serious? No, so no. Gonna we'll leave that for next week. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So next week, coming the Double Flame Hall of Fame and Veronica Mars, plus all the TV shows we'll be catching up on. I'll go out. Gasoline. Funding for this program was made possible by the Corporation for Pop Syndicate Podcasting and by annual financial support from viewers like you.